When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna laugh at you. You're listening to the Jersey Cools. Hey, everybody. What is up? Glides and slides across the floor. I don't know. Oh, but I like it, though. That's all you get. Yeah. Hey, we're here. Hey, welcome back. Oh, my gosh. Yes, we are. And we are here tonight to talk about, speaking of slime. The blob. The blob. blob. Thank God it wasn't the blob in my bag. Good Lord. (laughs) So my darling children left a big heap of slime with that has a very blob-like consistency in my bag, and I'm just glad I'm still alive to tell the story. That's true. I got a new T-shirt. I got throw out my purse. I think I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, ironically, tonight I was attacked by the blob, and I love to tell the tale. You're you're a survivor girl. <laughs> survivor. Well, welcome. Oh, welcome thank to you. Club. Yeah, it's nice. Welcome Usually, I'm club. one of the first ones off. Um, as we know. So, yeah, tonight we're going to talk about the original blob and then the, the better, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud, version, the 1988 blob. I see, I, mm, I don't know. Uh, we'll get to it. All right. Yeah. We'll let's dive in. Let's, um, not, let's, let's not put the cart before the blob. So, we're going to start with 1958, the blob. The blob. Yep. That has the... Coolest fucking theme song. I loved it. I, I did not. It totally caught me off guard. I was like, "What is this jaunty ass?" You had never heard that before. No. What? Yeah. Same. They play it every Halloween. I have never seen the original Blob. What? If, if I, I ever, know. if I had ever heard that, at like outside of its proper context, I would not even listen to the words enough to know what they're talking about. Wow. I would just be like, "What is this? Is like a monkey song or something? What is this shit?" I don't know. <laughs> Change the channel. Uh, hey, the monkeys are good. Listen. I'm not going to chill on the monkeys. Yeah, don't you dare. Not I won't monkey presence. around with that kind of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> We're on fire tonight. This song was one of those, like, came out around the same time as all of those, like, hokey 1950s, early 60s, Halloween-ish mm-hmm. songs. Like, uh, like I always think of, like, like ooh, ee, ooh, ah, and all those. Like, all yeah, these all came out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the, the thing, you know, mm-hmm. like, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, so it was very vocal. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, I'm a sucker. Every Halloween, I put, like, my ultimate mix together in homage to the cool girl, uh, Zachary, because I used to listen to, like, a six-hour-long broadcast where all he would do every Halloween was play all these goofy-ass songs. So, like, I could, I am, like, an embarrassing A to Z of all these goofy, like, theme songs from the 50s and 60s. But, yeah, no, it's a great song. Um, so this film is starring Steve McQueen. This was largely his debut. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I mentioned before, and I'm going to double down on this, I don't get it. Well, I, he's not good-looking. And he's eh as an actor. There I said it. I don't know too many people that have strong opinions about Steve McQueen anymore, though. So I'm, You think? Yeah, yeah they're I'm all sure, old I'm movies. not sure how brave of a scene that is. <laughs> well, it feels brave. Take that, Steve McQueen lovers. <laughs> I thought he was kind of endearing in this movie. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah I didn't know. I just kind of found him a little silly. Um, this was directed by Irvin uh, Yewuth, and this is, interestingly, largely an independent film. Um, because, basically, at the time, they made it on their own, and because monster invasion movies were so big in the moment, Paramount scooped it up. It was originally, like, the B-side of a double feature with a movie called, uh, where is it? I wrote it down. Yeah, oh, it's one of my favorites. Um, No, it's some fucking stupid, like, my mom is a monster from Mars or some shit like that. Hold on, let me look here. Uh, Oh, uh, no, wait. Is it the movie that they're watching in the movie? No, but that would be really cool and meta. If I, I so the movie that this was originally paired with was if I, I was watching the movie and they were showing the movie that I just watched. I would, it would freak me out more. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, you're right. If it was like a double feature and you're if like, you're, oh shit, and, and you're like, oh wait, they're watching the same movie. Uh oh. Yeah, it's worth looking into. Right, bro. 
Um, so it originally ran as a double feature with I Married a Monster from Outer Space, which if I had a nickel, am I oh, right? Oh boy, happens to me all the time. <laughs> but, um, it, it, yeah, like people liked it so much better than they liked the other movie that it became the headlining movie and it became one of the more influential movies at the time for like monster invasion-y kind of stuff. And for the time it had some really amazing effects. They were always, you know, people were impressed. Yeah, so um, the Irvin Yeworth also only ever did Christian films before he directed this. Gross. Yeah, pretty gross. <laughs> so he, but what's interesting is that in an interview he said that he bought into the story of the Blob, the theme that kids need to be believed, and like teens need to be nurtured and treated well in order to like thrive. I thought that was interesting. A- I think that theme comes through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's uh, that's my big uh, history of La Blob. La Blob. Mm-hmm. La Blob. Yeah. This uh, like maybe ten, fifteen minutes into this movie, um, I'm watching it, and every time, and I say every time, it's really not that often that I watch a movie from this era. Era. Er, 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 every er, time I every time I watch a movie from this era, I'm reminded. She said error er, again. Er, again. Error. Er, <laughs> Era, that's the wow. Every time I watch a movie from this era, nailed it, nailed it. Professional podcasters. (laughs) (laughs) I need to watch more movies from the fifties and sixties. Like these horror movies from back in the day are are fantastic. Like I need to watch more of these monster movies. Like not like I'm not talking the Universal classics, thirties, forties kind of movies, but like this. Mid to late 50s and into 60s horror movies with, like, the rubber suit monsters and things like that. Like, I loved this movie. This is my first watch of the original Blob. I loved it. And, like, what was it? Like, two years ago when we did our Amazon roulette of horror, Mm -hmm. I landed on a couple, like, 50s horror movies. And those were the few that I actually liked of what I had to watch. I really really enjoyed this one and I'm like kind of like I'm like I'm ready to like open my world up to like some some 60s horror like give me some rubber suit monsters and some space invaders like I'm ready yeah I'm super excited so I I don't know I have like a love hate for movies from this time because I feel like they all circle around the trope of the fear of the other and it's all always like monster sci-fi invasions because we're all so paranoid and convinced like the Russians or whoever. That's I, the Cold I was War. Saying, before you got here, I was saying to Jackie that I was getting real like anti-communistic vibes here, like how like the oh, old people and the young people need to come together and fight against the red menace that's eating our town and trying to propagandize yep. our children through the movies. Oh, absolutely. I feel like this is so thinly veiled. Yeah, and so many of these movies at that time played upon that fear, and I'm not always in love with that. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, alien or invasion movies to begin with, but, you know, couple it with the, ooh, the the bad red skis are coming to get you, and Mm -hmm. I I tend to be like, all right, I get the metaphor. Like, and I think there's such a dime a dozen that I think you have to, like, sift through a lot of shit to get to the good ones. Mm. So that's my only caveat for you, Jackie, on on your journey. Um... Yeah, so so I guess the everybody knows the fucking plot of the blob, right? This big gooey thing in this film lands from outer space. Yeah, meteor. Yeah, uh, takes over a poor homeless guy who's poking at it. Well, he's a farmer in this one. He's not a poor yes. homeless right. guy. Well, and my description, uh, if you look at him, it looks like if Dob- Dobby the house elf for a human. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this guy looks like. That's amazing. That's a great. And, uh, his, and his puppy. Oh, and his little puppers. No, puppers get into both of these, don't they? Um, I think the puppers survived puppers? in the second one. Oh, thank or God! In the remake. Okay, yeah. they, that's. I'm not sure about. Wait, I'm no, not sure about the, the puppy. The puppy. Oh, she takes them. That's right. She takes them all. And then they find them when they're in the store. If they thought that the they blob got them, but that's right. Like, but he was oh, okay. No, we saw the dog going down yeah. fucking Main Street. People know. They know better than kill a dog, man. Yeah, kill a dog. Um, but yeah, so uh, people in the town start getting eaten up, and it winds up basically being this giant entity that they cannot stop. I do like the nihilistic ending. I like mm-hmm. the idea that you can't get rid of it, you can't fix it, you can only stop it. Mm-hmm. And, like, because I think it's an interesting, like, metaphor for global warming and how, like, at the end I was like, well, we're fucked. Because mm-hmm. they probably shipped the blob to fucking Antarctica, That's and as soon as the ice caps melt, guess what? He blob's back. back. Blob's gonna take over. Right. Um, I Actually, that was my final note. They should reboot this with a global warming message, because I feel like that was, like, 
I'm not sure. I feel like that was like the light sci-fi that they threw in at the end. Like, well, you know, as long as those never melt, knowing that, you know, such a thing was like theorized at the time, Mm -hmm. you know, but, um, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I think it's an interesting spin on it that I would, I would watch that, but you know, after seeing what was already done with the remake, I think I'm good. I think they (laughs) they can, they, they can be satisfied with what they got. Not me. I'm, you know me. I'm all about a remake. Let's yeah, do it. I'm I in. don't. I don't. I loved the animation in this movie. The practical effects. There was so much goo. Yeah. So and people, much The goo. critics really shit on this movie about its effects, which was weird to me because I think they're really good and hold yeah. up well. Like, screw you, critics. Fucking assholes. Yeah, see, I don't know. I don't have the context of that era, and I don't know enough movies in that era to know if they're... Like, particularly good or not. So this was really the starting point of what we know as modern. Like, it, like the late 50s, early 60s was the cusp of modern practical effects as we know them. So stuff was really good at that point. Like, it was the best people had ever seen. I was say, I don't know if it's comparatively good or bad. I just know that I really like it. Yeah. I like it. I, me and, too. Me too. I know, I know you know, the, the critics might pan this, but I don't know. Like, I found, I found it. Like, I found Steve McQueen endearing. I liked the story. Like, the part when they're in the diner and they pretty much think they're going to die. So, instead of, like, freaking out like he's trying, Steve McQueen's character is trying to comfort the girl and her little brother. Uh, I don't know. Like, I like <laughs> that part. And then, like, they figure out a way to, like, he keeps his cool and they figure out a way to, you know, fight back against the blob and... My only complaint is that, like, I feel like the ending, like, just kind of ended abruptly. It was like, we're going to get the CO2, like, everybody, let's go mm-hmm. get the fire extinguishers. And it's like, yeah, we're going to make it. Let's do it. Let's blast them. And see, done. Like, yeah. it was just like, we're going to blast them. And, he, and like, when it came up, like, the end, I was like, oh, oh okay, okay. Like, it just was like, <laughs> and we're done. Yeah, it was abrupt. Whereas the remake drags that shit out. Yes, it did. Uh, ad nauseum. Yeah, you're right. It was, it felt a little. Yeah, it was like, a little bit. But I... I, I really liked it. I don't have a ton of notes. Um, I can say that it was cool because I know about the Blob Fest that they do in Phoenixville mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colonial Theater is still standing mm-hmm. where they used to film in the original, and they actually, you know, they they you can you know people actually run out of the theater uh, during Blob Fest just like they do in the movie, and apparently it's a it's a good fun time. Yeah, over in over in Phoenixville, PA. Um, so that's really cool. Like, it's, it's, there's, like, that little, like, close-to-home element for us. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like a local. Yeah. So, I do have a couple of grapes. I know there's no shot there. Um, so, when I first met Jane, the female protagonist, I loved how aggressive she was with Steve McQueen's character. Mm-hmm. Pete, right? Am I making that up? Janie, baby. It's yeah, Janie. when he was like, Janie, baby, and she's like, no, it's fucking Jane. Like, I was like, yeah, bitch, you go. I, I thought the same thing. Me too, and I was like, I love this chick. But as the film progressed, the moment mm-hmm. the the true uh, emergency started, or the true moment where she could have evolved into a final girl, or uh, or just take some sort of meaningful action, yeah, she became be like prop, the quibbling, you know? right. She yeah. became, that's a perfect way to put it, Nate. She became a prop for Steve McQueen to show his masculine sensitivity with. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, Jackie, I was busting your chops and making gagging sounds about that because it irked the shit out of me to see her just have to be comforted and rescued and carried around and all that shit. Here's where I disagree with you. All right, hit me. Now, I don't deny at the end where it was like she needed to Yeah, be like she... But here's where I do throw a little disagreement toward you is because at any point, and he, I think it's even said in the movie, he, he even says it toward the movie, like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, what I'm doing is dangerous. Are you sure you want to do this? And she steps up and she's like, I want to do this with you. I want to help you. You need to be believed. And I think that's at the point where she hadn't seen anything yet. So she doesn't fully quite believe him. Mm. But she believes that he believes and she wants to support him. I mean, she could go at any time. She doesn't have to come with him. He says that. So I will say I do like that she kind of like, you know what I mean? Like she steps out and, you know. I get that. 
So and she does have other strong moments, like when she's like uh, backsassing the police and stuff. Yeah, like she's not just like a pushover. That's true. She is. She is. She has a, moments. A, a, she is. You're right. She has moments. I mean, oh, I could counter that argument, Jackie, by saying chivalry is such bullshit. Why does he even need to be like? Oh, are you sure you can put yourself in danger? You're going to clutch your pearls and wear your pretty little head? You know, like, but but you're right. She does have moments where she, I think this film is a good example of, like, the struggle of the right. female protagonist keeping, in horror. Keeping in mind it was filmed 50, in 1957, right, when, came out in 19, right. 1958, so, you know, we're still sleeping in separate beds. Absolutely, and, Ricky, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And feminism is still very much not yet in the first wave in earnest. I mean, the 60s is when we really see that turn. Another thought I had. So I was playing with this theme of we don't believe teenagers, right? And I think both mm -hmm. films do a good job of kind of playing with that trope, this idea that we don't take kids seriously. We either think they're ne'er-do-wells, like his buddies who want to race. Also, what the fuck? Is I didn't think scene? they were buddies at first. I thought they were dudes, like, coming to, like, rough them up Me or too. something. It was hard I to thought, figure that out. I thought that in the 50s, when someone wanted to drag race you, that was serious. I, and if, yeah. you, if you, like, bugged out or, like, cheaped out on them, then they would beat the shit out of you. Yeah, like, that's what I assumed. Yeah, yeah, pull out their... their yeah, I mean, granted, I'm basing all of this on my love for Greece. That's the only movie that I'm <laughs> using as my pinpoint yeah, here. Well, you know what, though? It, I, I don't think that's, excuse me, I don't think that's very far off as far as, like, street gangs. Mm. You know, my, yeah, my, my image of street gangs is, you know, Danny Zuko and company, mm -hmm. and now this movie, where mm -hmm. it's like, hey, hey, everybody, let's go help the principal. You got it! Come on, gang! We're gonna go get the... Like, yeah. Like, this. if this is what the world is like, then we need to kind of time machine back till 1958. Because yeah. I want the town to come together to defeat the blob. Oh, everyone was, everyone <laughs> was down to hell. It wouldn't be like that now. It'd be okay. like chaos. Um, I don't know that I want to live in pre-civil rights America, but okay. <laughs> or pre-feminism America. You know why? It's because everyone in this movie is white. So... <laughs> That's why everyone is on the same team. Yeah. Yeah, true. There was not a ton of diversity no. in I can't think of, I can't think of any <laughs> There's no minority non people in this movie. But again, I think, so this actually ties in beautifully to my point, and that is that it is the youth culture in the 60s that very much moves the conversation forward. If you look at what led to the 1964 decisions and laws that were passed, very much it was youths who were riding the buses and fighting at the counters, and it was white young America that stood up and really helped enact change. So I think this film is a beautiful precursor to the idea that when teens rebel, there's something driving it. There's a bigger social problem there and that we need to listen to them more and that we need to believe them. Like I kept thinking what I believe my kids if they ran it and were like, mom, a blob just ate somebody's face. I'd be like, Go away! Like I, you know, I'd be like, God damn it! When I tell you about telling guys, blob shit. Yeah, did you, wasn't my purse enough? Um, <laughs> but yeah, so so it's like I don't know that I would believe my kids, and I'd like to think I would, but I I would at least maybe go look. Like I'd be like, all right, I'll get up off my ass and go see what they're talking about. But I think this film really is a great snapshot of a very scenic and idyllic. You're right, Jackie. Yeah. Moment in history, but also a very white is right moment in history. And I also worry sometimes that all of these other films, in addition to being Cold War films, might have been perpetuating racism in that moment. When all of these aliens and blobs and other things are infecting the youth. And, and when we look at what happened in the 60s, really it was the youth who were infected. And in a good way and in a, a positive way, they helped enact change, whether it was through the music, the culture, the, the civil rights movement, the feminist movements. But... We very much looked at that in the 50s as how dare these kids, and we don't, we're going to suppress them. And these were two pretty clean-cut good kids, so I find that interesting. But, like, I liked, I liked the idea that we don't believe kids, and maybe we need to listen more, because I think that they are usually the ones who are right and have something going on bigger than themselves. Yeah, that's all. That's all I got there. Thank goodness for that, Sheriff. It was only 80 cents to see a movie in that. Movie. <laughs> I'm like 80 cents. Damn. No, that's fucking cheap. Also, Bert the Schmirt. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> ah, I like. I don't know. I think this this movie was an interesting metaphor and an interesting look at life right before things got fucking batshit in the 60s. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's kind of subjective because you could really fill in the blank with so many different things. You know, like the blob. Like, the infection and how you were saying, like, kind of 
you know, it could be the Russians and it can be communism. Mm. It could be racism. It mm-hmm. could be, you know, youth. Yeah. youth. Mm-hmm. It could be drugs. Mm-hmm. It could be music. It could be the counterculture that was just about like around the corner yeah. kind of thing. I like that. So it's, it's definitely. Can we also point out that that segment in Creepshow is definitely an homage to this? A hundred percent. Yeah. With the meteor. Oh, I was thinking of George. <laughs> George. As soon as Jordy. I saw that shot oh, and he Jordy. touches it and it cracks apart. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, broken meteor. No one's going to pay yeah. any money for that. <laughs> oh, Jordy. <laughs> um, I think, I think I poke a stick at it too. If I find it. Oh, so okay. I wouldn't. Touch it with my hand. No, yeah, but he no. didn't either. He no, it, it kind of came yeah, up. It wasn't his fault. His, his first things were on his fingers. He totally tried to touch it. Oh, Jordy. Jordy did. Yeah, oh, yeah, Jordy yeah. did. No, but in this Jordy's one, he's poked it with a stick. Yeah, Jordy's a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would poke it with a stick. Me too. I and would. then I would. It would creep I, yeah, up and no, eat me. No, I'd be. I'd be patient zero because I would. Have me to too. Because I'm. I have to touch yeah. it. Right? Like I'm like. Yeah. I want, but I don't want to touch it. But I want to like yeah. poke a stick at it. No, for sure. it's like that whole like look with your eyes, not with your hands. That always <laughs> went over my head. Like no, I've got to look with my hands. I can't touch it. I can't. This is where I keep my eyeballs. Yeah. So I mean, I'm. I have more notes on the '88 version, but. I'm ready to jump in. Let's let's. There's so many interesting things to do with the with the 88 version. There is. There's yeah. Punch it to 88. Punch it to 88. And, and join Kevin Dillon in all his feathered hair glory. This is so close to a Back to the Future time skip. Yeah. What was it 89 to 59 in Back to the Future? No, it no, was 88. 80, it was 88 to 58. 88 blob. 88 mm-hmm. blob. Right Kevin out, Dillon. Right out the gate. This is a VHS cover that I vividly remember. Me too. Such a good fucking cover. Mm -hmm. Scary as all get out Mm -hmm. with the fucking fin. The 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 guys. That's an actual person underneath all that shit. It is. (laughs) This movie scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, I will fully own. I watched it often, but it definitely scared the poop out of me. In a very safe way. Because I was, you know, it's not like having a blob eat you was ever a real threat. So it was kind of like, for me, this was one of those, like, starter horror movies. I used to watch it over and over again because even though it was scurry, it was far removed. Oh, my my God. I did it completely backwards. (laughs) I mean, I was watching, uh, what do we start with? Halloween. (laughs) That's a bit scarier than the blob, I think. Yeah, it totally is. Brian, Brian and I would play the blob. Where he, <laughs> he would lay on the floor, we had to, like, and take the one of the comforters off the bed, uh-huh. and would just kind of, like, crawl toward me under the comforter, and, like, like use both hands to, like, grab Can me grab with you? the comforter. Oh my god, that and, sounds like, awesome. And, like, try to, like, pull me in under the, yeah, like, he would try to, like, the blind I used to play me. a game just like that when we were kids, <laughs> except we called it the clump. <laughs> and, Quiet boy, and, you want to get sued? And instead of being safe and using a blanket, we got in a sleeping bag upside down. You don't remember this story. <laughs> that is dangerous. Tried to capture each other in the sleeping bag as the clump. Oh my god, guys, I kind of want to play this. Like right now, let's get some blankets it's, and it's get a real. Good way to get some head injuries going. <laughs> I know. I feel like we would all get hurt yeah, within no, two we're minutes. Far too old for this. Oh, like, we are far too we'll old. We'll like lay on the ground yeah. and be like, I can't. I can't get, get you. I can't. <laughs> my knee. Is I'll be asleep me. in my in no I time. I need to ice my knee. <laughs> I can't play the blob right we now. We thought the clump was hilarious. It was a hilarious game where you try and dodge the drunk person and what the seemingly drunk person because they're completely blind and they can't really hear anything either because they're in a freaking sleeping bag so I never knew that Shawnee like I never made the connection of Shawnee Smith being Shawnee Smith in this movie like I was like huh it's Shawnee Smith like she's what should I know her saw from? she was like the main female uh, protagonist she looks a lot like Kristen Bell oh yeah she a little bit yeah but yeah, she's in Saw. She's, I think, arguably most known now for for Saw. Mm-hmm. She's also been a couple other things, but she in Saw? the she's like the, the main female, the, the one with the big trap. trap that gets out, and then she winds up being the bad guy. Nah, yeah, really? That's yeah, hard. and she's in like five of the movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just her. You know what movie? I would never put that together. This is so random, but the movie I will always know her from is that one with John Candy, uh, who framed Harry Yum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's what I know. Her is that from. where like he's like a. Soap operator? No, that's... What's that movie? Delirious? Delirious? I don't think I've ever seen that movie, movie too. That is a good fucking movie. Um... So this was also directed by uh, Chuck Smith, who did Dream Warriors. Yeah. 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 Written by Frank Darabont, who wrote Dream Warriors. That's right. And uh, also, it was... Uh, the special effects were done by Tony Gardner, who... So, yeah, Zombieland, Hocus Pocus... Uh, this, 
thriller. Clearly, clearly there was a good selection of people. Oh, this movie this has movie. a good pedigree. This movie has a lot of really impressive, cool things going on in it. Absolutely. Um, and I think Tony Gardner's effects are one of the coolest things to it. And right. I gotta be honest, I'm kind of like a little more obsessed with him after having seen this. Cause I didn't realize that he did thriller. And I also did not realize that he did all the Chucky puppetry. So I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Good pedigree. Yeah. I geeked out a little bit. And I have to say like, I, I, I love neon eighties fonts. Can we bring those back when we make our own film? Like I want to like, I just want it to be very electric pig neon. Yeah. Just love that. I miss it so much. I love the opening scene because I feel like it, the slow pan over all of this town that's now run down and shitty and the mall, the Starcourt mall has taken over (laughs) is a fucking beautiful homage to like, Hey fifties, remember all those things you tried to do? Yeah. That shit did not work. It did not work. Like look at what, yeah. Like look what fucking happened. And I think it's, it's brilliant. This movie constantly kind of rubs, rubs 1950s nose and everything. Like look what you fucking did. Like, your stupid fucking ideals and your stupid capitalism bullshit only led to all this shit to, so that we could get trickled down and fuck ourselves over forever. So, like, yeah, I love that it's like, hey, capitalism, look how fucking stupid it is. So, I, I love the, the very subtle political message at the beginning. I mean, there's definitely lots of, like, sneaky, like, double double speak, like... Uh, entendres? Yeah, like, double entendres stuff. Like um, I agree. I don't know. And then funny things I can relate to, like, when the kids say... They're going to the movies. It's like, oh yeah, it's about a guy in a hockey mask that hacks up some teenagers. Yeah. But there's no sex or anything bad in it. Yeah. And I'm like, that sounds exactly like something I would say to my mom when we were kids. Like, oh yeah, it's really violent and stuff, but don't worry, there's no like nudity or anything. Yeah, no so boobs. it's fine. No boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to admit it. I had a crush on Kevin Dillon in this movie. <laughs> He's Lord. such a goon. He looks oh, like. Oh, Johnny Drama. No. He looks like, he looks like, okay, so you know that show Doug? He looks like the bad guy from Doug. Roger Clark. Yeah, he's got that weird, like, <laughs> he's got that weird, like, misshapen nerd face. I, I don't like, know, I love As he got it. older, like, him. he kind of grew into it. But, yeah, yeah. But as a gangly teenager, he looks like the biggest gangly teenager. Yeah. And yeah. not a cool guy on a motorcycle No, at all. not at all. And also, he sucks <laughs> at driving the fucking motorcycle. He's always falling down. The, the, Dylan, the Dylan brothers don't do it for me. There's something just kind of. Icky. Smarmy yeah. about them, like they—they—they're gonna double cross me. Like I don't. Oh know, yeah, they're just, cheating on you on the side. Yeah, there, there's something about yeah. I don't, they play slimy people in a lot of they movies. Do. I that's think that's why I think they're both. And like when he, I have to say, I do love him as Johnny Drama, but um, because I love Entourage, but um, yeah, no, he's he, as an adult, I'm like, wow, that's not attractive at all. What was <laughs> what was ten year old me thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Um, she was watching too much Skinamax. <laughs> When your parents told you not to, you're not you supposed to. Buy, yeah, you I should have listened. Um, the old man in this one, so much better. Because nothing I love like a drunken hobo in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, what a delight he is. <laughs> and the doctor is Jack Nance. Yeah. I love Jack Nance. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that guy. I didn't, I had to like go. And then the little kid's the kid from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, I know that little fucker. Yeah. Man. And, and the, 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 the guy's name is Flag. He's named after Randall Flag. You think? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's for fact. It's a fact. He's he's flag. This they tried the, to they tried to add in elements good. of the stand into this movie. Oh, for, I like and, it. And not even just the stand. It's Stephen King in general because uh, Shawnee Smith's character Meg Penny mm-hmm. is Penny, Penny after Pennywise, and the old man in the beginning is can his name is Can Man. Can oh, man. that's funny. Yep. Can like Trash Can Man. Baby, mm-hmm. can you take your man? Yeah, I guess. Should we do the stand? I'm surprised that you didn't pick up on the. I didn't. I've never shocked. even read the stand. And I'm like, flag? Like Randall oh, flag? flag? I was like, hold on, pause. Oh, I need to look this up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I can't believe I'm, I'm really sad that I missed that. I'm disappointed in myself. So, what, an, another small, like, I mean, I don't know that they even intended this to be as much of a wink and a nod at how fucked up things were in the 80s. But the hell, the scene where they're in the hospital <laughs> and they wind up having to fill out. So first of all, I love that they killed the jock kid right away. Like, I thought yeah. that was oh, great. Yeah, that was great. I was like, fuck it was, yeah! It was like the first act of the movie, you're like, oh, this is going to be the protagonist. Right, nope, right. dead. That's, I have that note. I was like, wait, who am I cheering for? Him or Kevin? Okay, I keep, keep wanting to say Kevin Bacon. Kevin Dillon. Yeah, Kevin Dillon, yeah. Um, and then I was like, oh, now I have my answer. But when they go to the hospital, the woman's like, she, like, doesn't even look up, and she's like, 
well, does he have health insurance? And I was like, see, motherfuckers? In the 1950s, the doctor is leaving for the day. And then they, they show vacation. up. He's yeah, and he's like, he's come like, on in. Stop. Yep. got to figure out what's wrong with this Stop. Guy. Stops. Drops everything. Gets him in right away. Never asks a word about insurance or anything like that. But leave it to the motherfucking 80s to show how fucking fucked up our healthcare system got. Because she literally is like, well, does he have health insurance? What did he do? And then they're sitting. And I love that the kid is sitting there filling out forms. Like, you don't know this guy. Why are you yeah. fucking putting I want to know what, what he wrote. Right? Yeah. Like 12 you minutes. hit him with a car. Right. You don't even know his name, but you're sitting there fucking filling out he's his date trying. of birth. And yeah. He's like, um, white, male. <laughs> male, yeah. Size, a one, a buck fifty. Um, <laughs> but like, at least it's not today. Because I'm pretty sure today they would just like, not treat him and, like, lock him in a camp somewhere and probably no, deport him. hospitals by law have to treat. Mm-hmm. Hospitals by law have to mm-hmm. treat. Now, they do. You then you get a, fucked you over for the rest of your life afterwards. Care. Yeah. Or, yeah. or, the yeah. or you could get a $30,000 yeah. bill for, like, Yeah, that's a perfect. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, either way. Um, <laughs> fucking country we live in. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really interesting, um statement especially because the day i watched this film was the day that it got released that president trump referred to all homeless people as an epidemic that has just started in the country i don't know if you know this it just happened (laughs) and that they are filth that's how he referred to homeless people so i was like man this homeless guy's lucky he's not living in trump's america so if this was trump america the white jock kid probably would have like reversed right over him again and kept going (laughs) america it's great again yeah fucking (laughs) unbelievable (laughs) (laughs) exactly so yeah so that scene really stood out to me as very important in our moment um uh, let's see here. So then the boyfriend gets killed and Blob scoots away. Yeah, and Brian somewhere. moves in for the kill. And the next scene I remember is the dude's like getting this girl drunk in his fucking car. That fucking scene. He Ray, goes in Ray, the, Ray, wait, Ray. no, no, no. I love it though because he goes in the back of his, he goes in his trunk and That's has this weird mm-hmm. mixology kit in his <laughs> trunk. I want one of those. Which is kind of amazing. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, this is great. He goes in and he starts like, like convincing himself like it's okay to touch his pass out girl's boobs. And, and, and he gets exactly what he just fucking like, deserves. Just like in Creepshow too. Yeah. As soon as you touch someone's boobies, yeah. slime monsters will pop out and murder you or murder someone close by. I had such a fucking dark moment watching this this scene because I was like, Killing. Jesus fucking Killing. Christ. <laughs> yeah, seriously. How fucking normative was like date rapey bullshit in the 80s? And John Hughes, fuck you, I'm looking at you on this one for making it culturally normal and appropriate to fondle and have sex with passed out girls because this scene, I fucking good that he got eaten. I'm so glad her boobies came alive and ate him because fuck that. No, it's like it pours out of her eyeballs. Yeah, and, and into like, and yeah, stuff. it's great. Like, it's a great it's scene. It's such an awesome yeah. shot. <laughs> but he deserves every second of it. And what bothers me is that in the 1980s, no one raised an eyebrow at how yeah. normative this shit was. I mean, that like, was this just- scene. We're watching it now, yeah. and I can argue that I felt it went on a little too yeah, long. Yeah, it was uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's like watching it, it's cringy. Right. It's in, like watching 16 Candles it's now. It's funny. Right? It's it funny. was like, hee, 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 hee. Yeah, like, right. oh man, she, she's passed out. He's gonna, Same thing with 16 Candles. He literally passes off a passed out drunk girl to the geek to have sex with, and then goes and takes off, takes Molly Ringwald's character, and we're supposed to swoon over that shit. Yeah, he's like, a, he's that's a sweet boy. Fuck, he's <laughs> so fucking cringy. And even in the Breakfast Club, he like violates her and insults her in twenty five different ways. And then they hook up and they're like, Yay. "Yay! Don't you forget about like fuck you, <laughs> you rapey ass fucking decade." Yeah. <laughs> and then you know what other scene it reminded me of the scene in Cabin Fever where he goes to fucking finger her and then his shit gets eaten off. Yeah. That scene is so fucking icky, man. Yeah. Like. Because fucking leave it to Eli Roth to bring that shit back hey, into film. remember that really cringy stuff that we should probably just move yeah, on from? Yeah, let's keep doing let's, that. Let's, let's bring it back. Go back to that. I always love that. Eli. Remind me when he's on me on screen next time to fucking take know, a task for that shit. <laughs> so a very, very different from 1958 is the gore and the blood mm-hmm. and oh, the so good. super goo. So in good. And the people in it. Oh my there's god! People in the blow. So oh yeah, there's the one part where the lady's in the phone booth <gasps> and her friend who just got sucked that down the sink. Like, or is that the sheriff? No, no. There's the guy that gets sucked yeah. down the sink. Oh yeah, when because she is in the phone booth trying to call the sheriff, and the operator or the the dispatch is like, the sheriff isn't here. He, he went, went to, the, to diner. the diner, 
And then you just see the his, sheriff's face like, mashed his, up like, against the melted ass. Face. Oh my god! I actually wrote that down. The phone booth scene that was mm-hmm. absolutely that used to scare me the most amazing. There's yeah. so many cool parts in this movie. I was not expecting as many set pieces as they had, but there's so yeah. many. Because in the original, like it's pretty simple. They get the base bullet mm-hmm. points in, and the yeah. rest is, like, just people trying to decide how they're going to deal with this problem. Yeah. It's got, like, that 1950s, like, Hollywood vibe, where this, it's, like, a couple major set pieces. This is much more like a slasher movie or something, where you have a monster, and it's going to be mm-hmm. killing people. And it's fucking people up, yeah. I agree. I think it had a very 80s, like, gory, over-the-top vibe, oh, and I was so perfect, into it. That perfect time in the 80s, when they just yeah. figuring out how to make stuff look really gooey and mm-hmm. awesome. <laughs> totally and the faces just make it so much scarier the oh, thought yeah. that inside of that thing is still semblances of humanity human. is fucking mm-hmm. so creepy I have to admit and you guys are going to disagree with me I, I I really liked the we made this and then we fucked during the fucking cold war scare then we scared ourselves with it and just because how American is it to be like dude what the fuck did we do just shoot it into space just that'll space. never come back to get us <laughs> like i loved the, that play on it i did think that the whole meadows and like the hazmat people thing got a little draggy yeah you know i didn't like it either i thought there's too much of it i thought that we shouldn't know about yeah. as much of what they're talking about like i don't care if there's a conscientious dissenter like in their ranks or anything like we don't need that scene agreed i think like, that I that got a little too still gonna go through with like doing all this devious shit is like i don't think this is right your burps smell like poop good job that oh, was a burp that was a burp oh my god poop burp <laughs> we're talking about the blob oh it does smell that, that was a fucking burp does yeah. he eat shit? Yes, eat yes. shit and live? He does eat shit. <laughs> oh my god. Jackie, that couldn't have come out of his mouth. No, he eats poop from time to time. Oh. Yeah, sorry Is it about gone? That. Is it gone? Okay. Yeah, you're gross. Dudley, I love you, but Speaking holy... Speaking of gross things, let's continue talking sorry. about the gross special effects. How about the, the ceiling man? Yeah. Oh my god. The dude stretched out over the entire so ceiling. Scary. Oh, it was so was, good. Everything was just so... There's so much good stuff. There's so much good stuff. So much good special effects. And it's like, this is the kind of. They kill children in this movie. I'm sorry. It was very (laughs) good. They They killed that little boy. They did. They melted Mm -hmm. him. And then he came out of the thing like that melted. It's like, oh my god, they killed one of those kids. Yeah, no. And it was a ballsy kill, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, You're killing off who we think is going to be our protagonist in the beginning. Yeah. It makes sense that we're also going to kill our uh, Kelsey kids. Just not used to that happening. Even in horror movies, the mm-hmm. kids are usually have someone like do like a like I'll kill myself trying to protect the kids. Yeah, type thing. But they're like, no, one of them just gets killed. It's like, oh shit! All right, yeah. maybe that's a Frank Darabont thing where he's like, yeah, I have to kill kids every once in a while. It's fine. <laughs> I I'm just I'm floored at uh, Tony Gardner's like pedigree. He has done so much shit. Like looking at his IMDb, I am literally blown away. And apparently, he really learned everything he knew from Rick Baker, and he, like, credits Rick Baker with being, like, his his guru. Yeah, because these effects were fun. Mm -hmm. Like, and and good in a way that, like, in, you know, now I could watch it and be like, dude, that's fucking cool. Like, which is rare. And usually you watch more of the practical effects and you kind of giggle. Like, you're sentimental for them, but you also giggle at their ridiculousness. I didn't, like, laugh at these as ridiculous. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, my... Weird, hey, I know that guy from that movie moment. <laughs> uh, when they're in the movie theater and the dude calls his manager, like, hey man, the air conditioner, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And the manager comes up. The moment the manager was on screen, I know exactly who that guy was. I don't know his name, but he's the lead wheeler from Return to Oz. <laughs> no way. Yes. I knew it. That's I was, crazy. I literally went, oh, it's a wheeler. And then I've confirmed on IMDb. But yeah, it, he was the, the, the lead wheeler. What's from... his name's in this, too? Um, from Devil's Rejects in Tex Chainsaw Mask. Bill Mosley. No, where? Yeah, yeah Bill Mosley's in this. I don't, I don't know. He's got, like, a tiny role. Seriously? How did yes. I miss that? He's, like, a soldier. He's, he's, he's credited as, like, soldier number two or something. Oh, my God. I totally missed it. Also, can we please I get our three from Hell try... tickets? <laughs> I, I also enjoyed that when they talked about it was the blob that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> what in the fuck? Like, I get that we create. I liked the idea that we yeah. made the blob. But the, I was like, what the fuck is this? 
guy babbling about? I was so annoyed at that, like those couple ending. And then when they were in the sewer, I was like, yeah, right, I get it. Just fucking do or don't blow it up. And then like, what, what are we going to get? 5,000 extinguishers? Like all of that. And then she had the fucking snow truck. The snow truck so made stupid. It I know. I loved how dumb it was. <laughs> it was I so dumb. The, I thought the sewer part was really scary though, because you couldn't tell where it was. That's, yeah. that's and true. And that's when the kid got got too. Yeah. 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 That's true. When she lifted them out, it was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the snow truck thing was so fucking stupid. Because I was like, oh, this movie was too good for this shitty ending. Like, the fuck yeah. has a snow truck? Uh, I mean, no, you're right. It's stupid. <laughs> but I, I, I didn't put anything. Because, I mean, this movie's supposed to be, like, gory and schlocky. And there's not a lot of, like, depth to it on surface level, you true. know? Like, so I really didn't expect that much. And they tried, the like, and I fucking hated the ending with the stupid reverend guy or priest or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah, we can make the blob had, Yeah, yeah. So we can, which they didn't oh, make, that, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm gonna, fuck, I hope not. Uh, well, they made multiple blob sequels from they the did? 58 version. Yeah. They're, like, goofy, though, I think. Beware the blob, son of blob. Yeah. Those are all from the 50s and 60s, though. They're, like, goofy. I, I don't think, think they made any sequels like to this one. getting a haircut and the blob comes out of the sink. When they're washing his hair. <laughs> Take that, hippie motherfucker. That, hippie. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like there were en- ever any remakes to the 80 version. I could be totally wrong, though. So I was getting some very strong Ghostbusters 2 vibes. I was thinking the same yes. thing. I was like, did this thing move to New York afterwards? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. That's the sequel. The sequel that we get is, is Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> so apparently uh, Rob Zombie of all people was working on a remake and then it got canned yeah it would probably have been terrible so hey oh listen Rob Zombie's movie would have been about like a homeless kid that, the blob like, his parents yeah. beat him all the time and he runs away and then he like the, the blob starts murdering people and he's the only one that knows the true like source of where the blob came from and the blob would be like a firefly kid who is super deformed yeah, like and yeah then, and then you'd be like well, the blob, it, actually. and then you'd be like wait cheering for the blob to actually murder all the people Sherry Moon like, would take her boobies out yeah. it would it's just like every other and <laughs> then the blob the blob would come out of her nipples <laughs> that would be into you know I don't think this is bad we might want to call Rob Zombie I think we're out this year make her the blob like the blob in like a human shell. Oh and my then god! She the can blob just be like, yeah. she squeezes, <laughs> she squeezes her tatties, and the blob yeah, comes flying out. Fucking! I don't everybody. think I don't think we should throw this away. I'm just throwing that out there. And she just gets bigger, <laughs> and you can also make an, an attack of the fifty foot woman. Yeah, you can make those at the same time. Because as she meets people, she gets bigger and bigger. And I and of course you would set it all to some you know seventies rock song. You know, like we got to think of what what like Marshall Tucker band song would (laughs) go best with some some more Skinner. Yeah, exactly. There's gotta be a Skinner song. I can't I can't make fun of that. That is one of my all time favorite endings. Is when they're playing Free Bird at the end. of I can't wait to see how they live through that. I can. I'm so excited. Me too. I'm really looking forward to Three from Hell. Not like House of a Thousand I love Devil's Rejects. I, I'm I'm really excited for yeah, Three from Hell. I'm, Looking I'm at the trailer, that. I was like, this looks really interesting. The I'm, way they play on like the celebrities, them being celebrities, yeah. is clever. It seems like he's trying to put a little meat on those bones. We'll this see time. if I could finally turn you into a fan of the Firefly family. Okay, I love these movies though. Yeah, but you don't love the family like I do. No, either. they're you make very, fun of me. very, very scary to me. So hopefully, we see this, and there's some moment where you're where like, I'm you like, know what? Team Baby. Well, I tell Woo! you what, they were selling um. Free, ba- free baby t-shirts as part of like the promotion. I was like, Jackie, we should <laughs> get Jackie that. one of those. <laughs> um, my family, my, my, my love. The Fireflies, your my delightful love. family. They are. They're um, just misunderstood. They are. They're just a little misunderstood. Thank goodness they survived that ending of Devil's mm-hmm. Rejects <laughs> so they could kill more people. Um, I, have one, I have one chances. One note that's not really important, but why do people like... <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna be really excited for Back this. Back in movies in the '80s, like often there would be a situation where like a girl would like be like shivering, and a guy would give her a jacket, and then she wears the jacket like a cape. Why does anyone ever wear the jacket like a cape? Why don't you just put your arms to the fucking armholes and wear it as it's supposed to be worn? Everyone always wears it like a cape. Like <laughs> I have like, done oh, that. I'm just going to continue to be cold, like have my arms cold and not put them in the arms of this jacket. Instead, wear it like some kind of blanket. I've done that before. Like, when we go to weddings, sometimes it gets really cold, 
and then I just take Matt's like blazer jacket and drape like it around me. Yeah, and like put it like this. Mostly like because I'm drunk and I'm like probably can't have the, the coordination to put my arms through it. Arms around no, because then you look all big and floppy and weird. You like you look like a little kid. No, I I think I think you might have just hit the nail on the head right there because it's traditionally like in the movies. It's the guy puts his jacket right, on the girl, right. and she's usually petite, right. more petite than he right, is. Right. So, like, to, to put her wacky. arms through, right. she looked like. Whereas, you know, like, wrapping it around yeah. you like a blanket, it's like feminine and cutesy, yeah. and yeah. I hate it. To be fair, though, like, Matt doesn't sweetly come over and go, oh, you're cold. And I'm just like, give me your fucking jacket, yeah. I'm cold. <laughs> I think the only time that I've ever, like, had a jacket on like that is when I'm like, oh, I need a jacket, but it's a little too warm out right now. So, I'm just going to, because I don't want to, like, I don't want to like Zach from uh, not, uh, Saved by the Bell. I don't want to like wrap it around my waist like oh, I'm in, in like 1992. Oh, apparently that's cool again. My students no, do that shit all cool. the time. Tell them, tell every one of them, be like, that's oh, not I make cool. fun of them all the time. That's not cool. Yeah. I'm like, why don't you just put it around your neck? Then you can be an extra in a John Hughes think, movie. Do you think Zach Morris is cool? He's a douchebag. I love he, Zach Morris's trash. That's one of my favorite. Like amazing. little bitty. <laughs> he just he just molests all his female friends. Yeah, and he uses all his male over friends. Slater and Screech. Mm-hmm. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he's, he's a, a sociopath. He's a terrible human. He is. I'd still laugh him any day of the week though. And you, Mark Paul Gossler. You wouldn't. You wouldn't do dirty things with Mark Paul Gossler. Oh yeah. <laughs> of all those characters on that show. All right. I guess. F. Mary Kill. Slater, Screech, and Zach. Go. I mean, Slater, right? I would kill Screech. Universally, you'd kill Screech. Right, you'd bang Slater, and you'd marry Zach. Although, I don't know, maybe I'd bang Zach and marry Slater, Slater. but he has to get rid of his fucking... The mullet? The mullet, mullet. yeah. His fucking Latino Chicano mullet. Remember the episode where he finds out his Chicano roots is such fucking bullshit. I don't know know what... One of those millions of internet t-shirt stores, but it was a t-shirt that had a picture of A.C. Slater on it in his little crop top football jersey, and it says, it says, it's hot in here, turn up the A.C. Oh, I would wear that shirt. Oh, it's so great. Saved by the bell. What a great show. Oh, boy. Um, all right, well, I don't know how we fucking got to Saved by the Bell, but. You know how we got there. I really couldn't trace it back. It's from it's from jacket shoulders, shoulder jackets. Oh, shoulder jackets, shoulder jackets. (laughs) We've taken a turn, so let's go ahead and put the put the car right back on the road. And anything else about the blob? Um, I liked it a bunch, and I would like to I would like to own it so I can watch it at my discretion, at your leisure. Yeah. Uh, No, I think I've got both of these movies in my hand. Um, I think I'm gonna go with 58 Blob. Wow. I really, really liked it. I did. It's insane to me. I, I don't know. There's, there's so much good, like, gooey gore in this that I you know, can't get I anywhere love, else. I love 88. I really do, but I don't know. Like I said, like, every time I watch these 50s, 60s movies, you do. You fall in love every time I when we watch do, these. I do, and yeah. I don't watch them enough, and it just makes me like, God, I need to. You know what? Listeners, I'm putting you to task. Yeah. Tell me what kind of movie, like what 50s, 60s rubber suit monster invasion of the, you know, return of the, what do I need to watch? Because I'm really, really loving this whole little adorable Jackie, you know, you're on your own because uh, like the them, the giant killer ants or like it came it's from outer like, space. Yeah, the only ones I know yeah. the only ones I know are so bad that they yeah. are turned into Mystery Science Theater episodes. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> like would you really bitch like the shrinking bad or it came from out of space? I was I a teenage werewolf. I would watch it came from uh, out of space. I hate those I wanna kind of I wanna no, I'm kind of I'll watch them with you guys. You know, but. like I don't know, maybe too it's also like that whole like like I used to love watching Nick at Night, and, like, I wanted, like, I wanted to live where, like, the Dick Van Dyke show was, and, like, Mary Tyler Moore, like, that whole, like, Dick Van Dyke is a fucking saint on earth, that's why you want to You know what he does in his old age? He has a barbershop quartet, and he just goes, he and he's a sweet old man. That's yeah. what he does. I you would know, have like had his babies now, the, then, anytime the in his The innocence of, like, 1950s television kind of thing. You know, like, that whole... Fucking Donna Reed shit? Like, yeah. Ugh. Dude, I want to put on, like, my pearls and cook dinner for Chad. God like, damn it, Jackie. 
Why do you say things that hurt Marissa, me? Marissa, nothing has gotten through. You're not making any impact on her whatsoever. She's like, I just wish I could go back to a time when women didn't have choices. I wish that all I had to worry about was what color vacuum cleaner yeah, I was going like, to buy. Yeah, whether, like, whether the Mary Kay woman's coming over tonight. Or does she go have a Tupperware party? the fuck is about... Listen, one of the only <laughs> really strong shows to come out of the 50s was I Love Lucy because a female was doing fucking physical comedy. The rest of their shows, I wipe my ass with them. Shit. All right. I poop on you. Mary Tyler Moore, good stuff. I poop on your shit. I poop, I poop on, on your shit. Like, like shit seriously, Donna Reed was the word. We, I, miss, I, miss I miss on your shit. We are friends, friends again. Hey! Um. <laughs> you two done over there? Never. I'm looking at 50 shows at a Captain Kangaroo. That's a treasure. I don't, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was monkey paws. Oh my god, uh, I remember watching some of these on Nick and Night, though. <coughs> now that I see this old, uh, Dennis the Menace that was always on Nick and Night. Oh, I never liked Dennis the Menace. I because, never liked Because you Lassie. don't like kids. I liked, <laughs> I didn't like Dennis the Menace. I didn't like Lassie. I didn't like Lassie. But I liked Donna Reed. I liked My Three I Sons. Oh, I liked, um, I liked My Three Sons. I liked, uh, the Patty Duke show. I, I liked, the Patty Duke show was great. I liked, I liked Dragnet a whole bunch. Teamwinners was a great show, but yeah. mis- misogynistic as fuck. Like, yeah. he literally threatens to beat his wife every episode, and that's like the running that's gag. That's the punchline, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 One of these days, Jackie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and even in I Love Lucy, he was a misog... You know what it makes me giggle, though? He's Cuban, and that shit's pretty on point. Lucy. Like, Ricky is my dad. Like, oh, yeah, so like... Ew. You didn't think Desi Arnaz was a good-looking dude? No, I mean, he makes me want to barf. He just—I rem- like, think it's just because he yeah, reminds he me too like, much of my family members. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like his that. accent. He me, like, he's like, like oh, Baba Ooh, yeah, it's yeah, too, his like Bob mannerisms. He's way too much like my father. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's you know what I get that because yeah. like Italian dudes like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Like, I'm like ew, yeah. But, all right, anything else about the blob before we uh, <laughs> we get too far off the tracks? I still can't believe you're like I fucking love the '50s, man. If only I could go back there. What a simpler I mean, time. <laughs> I just like the sentiment of it. Like the whole family, the nuclear family yeah, You know family what we should thing. do? We should make America great like that again. Don't Stop. you? Oh, don't. <laughs> let, Jackie, let Jackie have her fantasy No, land. I won't. She needs to know that it's, it's fantasy. It's not, it's not. This our, one has to turn everything into a fucking political nightmare. I just want to have like. She she wants that <laughs> idealized version. She doesn't really like. She's not thinking about it in the full context. Yeah. She's not. That's not. It's not like she's like. Oh, forget about all that. It's like no. What she just wants what your the, 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 the illusion that's being presented no. to you. I do what that's I want. Said, I'm gonna TV, shit on your illusions. I want. Yeah, I just want the TV presented. But that's the problem, is that it was fucking bullshit. None of it was good. I understand. She knows it was bullshit. But it was, it's very nice and comforting, and that's why job, it was on TV for so long. My job is to ruin that. I am a token <laughs> no, just, angry feminist. Constantly here. remind her about all the how bullshit. shitty everything is. Yeah, and let her have her her hideaway. Okay. We hope you guys have enjoyed our look back on the Blob fifty eight and eighty eight, and don't forget to do the thing on the internet. Find us, rate us, review us, talk to us, tell us what movie you want to talk about, like. Come be on the show. I don't know. Fucking hit us up on the internet. We yeah. will talk to you. We love you. Check us out next week. We will talk to y'all then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Beware of the blob. It creeps and leaps and glides and slides across the floor. Right through the door and all around the wall. A splotch, a blotch. Be careful of the blob. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 